If you want to check us out on all of our social media platforms, on Twitter at TinfoilHatCast. On Instagram at TinfoilHatPod. Or AllComedyTShirts.com. Email us at TinfoilHatPod at gmail.com. Tinfoil Hey, man, where's the truth there, dog? Tinfoil Hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Are you ready to get your mind blown? Yes! Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tinfoil Hat. You know who we are. You know what we're here to do. We're popping minds like champagne bottles. We are the Suicided. That was the name of our on our tour. We de- we decided to go with the Suicided Squad uh, because we love that. Well, did we love that movie? I just love the name. <laughs> I actually didn't mind the movie. I I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, thank you guys for all your support. Real quick, you know, usually we have a bunch of big uh, announcements before. We don't really have a lot in this one, which is cool. Uh, the big thing we can do is we want to send you to our t-shirt place. Go check out allcomedytshirts.com, tinfoil hat, and just check out all the cool new shirts we got. What do we got? We got the, the Wu-Tang tinfoil hat that's very popular. We got the Starburst. The Starburst one, which is our new logo. We what got else? your face. It says Truth Bombs. Go, yeah. go there. You guys, check it all out. Yeah, go much. check it out. We got so much. Oh, we got Question Everything. And this is all fan art, man. This is all fan art, dude. You draw something, we will post it and and put it out there. You know, this is our, uh, yeah, praise it. We were in our Satan, uh, we, we were in the Satan Truth Bombs. So those are all out there. Go check them out. It's a great way to support the show. Check out the the uh, Patreon. We are uploading stuff all the time to it. So uh, we appreciate that. Uh, why don't you introduce our guest? You know it. Brand new to all things comedy, man. I'm Welcome to you guys. Movie night. You guys introduce yourself. To Please. the left. We have Dwayne Perkins joining us and TK Kelly, everybody. What Please up, guys? welcome, What's guys, up? What's up? for joining us, joining our show. Thanks uh, for having us. I'm very impressed with your t-shirt collection. I feel like we haven't done shit. That's, I would, that's a good <laughs> idea, though. I like, I like it. that it's fan art, too, you know? Yeah, that's great. Well, you get your fans, girl. I, I, I w- wish I could take any kind of uh, you know claim of it. It's really this guy. He works really hard yeah. on, our, on, on getting the t-shirts done. So Very you know. nice. And it's just like fans love to be a part of the show, and they can draw something, and they put it out, and they appreciate that we appreciate what they're doing. So it's a lot of fun. Nice. TK, we'll have to play rock, paper, scissors to see who has to work hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We might have to get a third guy. Tell us, a lot of, uh, tell us about your uh, podcast. Our podcast is called The Movie Night Podcast. Uh, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Me and Dwayne just kick it with comedians, talk shit about whatever movie we happen to watch that week, play some games about it. Pretty basic. Yeah, it's a great way to, uh, for us, it's been a great way to catch up on movies that, you know, the movies that you should have seen but you didn't see. And then you don't want to, you know, the ones that, at a party, like, you haven't seen that? Yeah. yeah. You so get yelled kinda, at and shit. Yeah, the ones that get, you know, you get yelled at for not seeing. So we're catching up on all those movies. And we do some new movies sometimes, too. What yeah. is the rule on spoiler alerts? What is your call on that? Because we spoil everything. We spoil everything. I think, well, if it's a new movie, we, 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 we'll wait like a week or two. Well, here's the thing. A podcast is an active choice. If you're listening to a podcast about a certain movie, to expect not to hear 
right, everything right. about that movie to me is insane. I would never listen. Can you to watch that a movie podcast. when you know what the ending is? Like I can watch sports if I know who won, like yeah. MMA, basketball. Really? I, yeah, I just love to watch the game, especially so I can, if you know it was a good game or yeah. a good fight. Like, I yeah. love watching. Yeah. It. I don't mind not know, like already knowing. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I know it's a good game, I can. A watch movie it. is different. It sucks, but you know, it's uh, it's definitely happened. It's definitely happened. I think. I think too for us is that we're not doing a review. It's not like should you see this or should you not. It's a, it's comprehensive. Like we're comprehensively talking about it. So yeah. if you haven't seen it, it's going to be not as much fun. Are you guys movie buffs? Is that why you got into it, or are you just? I feel like we're lightweight movie buffs. I think that's like exactly I think we right. both really like movies, but we're just two guys who like movies. Like You're we're right. not getting crazy deep into. We're not anal- analyzing these films and shit. It's just like, right. hey, was this good? Did you like it? Why? And then we just kind of roll with it. We just talk it's, like you would. It's sort of like I I, I wanted a middle ground because like I've seen movies with people. Who like don't want to talk about the movie at all? Oh yeah, like you know that person. Hey, what'd you think of my movie? It was good. Yeah, but you know, yeah. what'd you think? No, it was good. So I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to be that person. But right. I don't want to deal with the person who wants to like you know just an act two when he didn't have his oh, collar yeah, 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 up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Ooh. yeah, nobody gives a fuck. So, <laughs> did you like it? Or did you not? That might be this podcast at this point. Everything <laughs> is. Uh, everything means something on this show. <laughs> Real quick before, because this is a conspiracy podcast, and we kind of were like, hey, man, let's talk. Because we always get hit up. Hey, man, do can, do some conspiracies about movies. And we're like, yeah. oh, fuck yeah, we're going to do that. And so when we got hit up, we're super excited. You guys are co- going to come on to talk about it. But I, real quick, uh, greatest movie of all time. Oof. I love it real quick. That's real fucking tough. Two words uh, or less. No. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, um, this is a heinous thing to say, but for me, if I have to pick one movie, I'm saying Dumb and Dumber. Uh, of all time, that's strong. Because that's strong. Hey, dude, strong take. It's all about <laughs> it's all about watching power. It's all about watching power. For me, I'm like, I fucking love that. I still laugh at that movie every time oh, I see I'm it. I'm cool. Is that. it The Godfather? Fuck no. But if you if you, if you said you get one movie to watch for the rest of your life, which one are you going with first? Interesting. So that's I don't know, but I mean that's oh, I'm cool with that dude. I could list a hundred, you know. Yeah, I mean I tell people my favorite movie, my favorite movie is probably it's a tie between I, I would say uh, Coolie High, oh. which is uh, a movie that takes place in uh, I guess sixties seventies. Mm-hmm. It's a black coming of age tale, which we don't get too many of those. Rappers are always talking about this movie. Always, I died because uh, even uh, Lauren Hill said I cried in Coolie High when Cold Cheese died. It's um. <laughs> It's basically New Jack City before, not New Jack City, um, uh, Boys in the Hood before Boys in the Hood. Yeah. Uh, dude, with, dude with a scholarship, going to go to college, uh, gets killed, you know. And it's so old school, he doesn't get shot. Like, he gets beat up, killed. That's how old school Ugh. it is. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> fist that, fight? Fist fight? Fist fight. And it wow, wasn't that like, is old school. Fist fight wasn't his fault. And I'm spoiling the movie. His, his, uh, his best friend slept with this girl. Oh, snap. And they think he did. And um, but the but but then the, the the thing is the best friend at the end you see like it's one of these things where it's the first movie I saw that showed you what happened to the characters at the end yeah uh, and um, the best friend as a black guy moved to Hollywood cracked Hollywood and became a, a came a writer so you leave with a little bit of hope at the end but the whole movie you listen to <laughs> Motown throughout the movie and it's just a dope set in Chicago I love Motown yeah. I grew up on it my dad 
You know, some dads listen to rock. Some dads listen to country. My dad was Motown way back in the day. Right, right. Uh, for me, the greatest movie I've ever seen I'm, is is uh, Taxi Driver. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's such a That's great movie because yeah. back in the day, it was like there's no there's no special facts. Like everybody in that movie, with the exception of uh, uh, Shepard, what's her name? Um, the woman uh, who, uh, anyways, the lead woman is, uh, she's the only attractive one in it. Like, I, I really felt like back then, acting was more important than being right, good right. looking and oh, stunning, yeah. you know? Dude, and it was 70s like, movies. Right, well, it's the golden age. We've talked about feel. Before. They yeah. just had such a different it was feel. Great. Right. It was real. And you had to And that's deliver. like, that's a fucking film. Like, that right, is, if right. you want to talk about one of the greatest films of all time, like, yeah, yeah hell yeah. But we also, like, I like too that I feel yeah. like we bounce back and forth between we'll do movies. And then we'll do films, you know yeah. what I mean? And we're not like above one or anything. It's just like they they both uh, have their own place. And and fucking Taxi Driver, wow, that's like Black Panther, good one movie, of the best bad ever. movie. I like that. I thought it was good. Good great. movie. Was it yeah, great? Yeah. Good though? movie. Well, you know, his was there, not there a great cultural, movie, not a great Like, do film? I have to go like this before I talk about Black Panther? <laughs> right, you were right. not allowed I to didn't say think it was that you great. didn't like Black Panther. No, wasn't that wasn't good. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. that it wasn't good. Right. It was just the hype and build up on it, which let's get into conspiracies. Right, yes. right. Disney making it a cultural event. is in on it. Well, I will say this. A few things. It's it's Black Panther's like Steph Curry two years ago. Yeah. Like, when, when like, Everyone was like, this guy's the greatest thing ever. He's like a video game. And I think LeBron got a little upset because LeBron is like, uh, hello. Right. I'm still the greatest basketball <laughs> I'm player. I'm all of the attributes hello. up to 100. And every so single one. When yeah. something gets that hype, it's hard to enjoy it. So I will say that. I think it's a really good movie. But I think if... It's an Avengers movie or like, a, excuse me, that's right. blasphemy. It's a Marvel movie. So it's good. But do you notice like things on Rotten Tomatoes now are getting... 100%. We're being told everything is great. Like, everything can't be great. Like, even, if, sure. even if I love a movie, I'm like, no one didn't like it? Like, Dude, are you telling me not like when Get Out, which was a good movie, but like not one racist redneck was like, fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and gave it a name. They're not on Rotten You know, you know right. what? I, the, the real problem is, and me and Dwayne have, have really chopped it up about this, is that as far as I know, Rotten Tomatoes is just a thumbs up or thumbs down system. So if every critic gives it a thumbs up, that helps the percentage. They're not all rating it each saying this is a 100% perfect movie. Right. So when it shows up as this 100% or 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, that just speaks to the amount of people who liked it, not right. how, how good it really is. Right. And, you know? and it's also like so many things are formulaic nowadays that I think when something is good, we lose our shit. Yes. Yeah, yeah for you know, sure. Because so many things have not even been good. We're like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. And it's like, well, actually, it's just good. Yeah. And you haven't seen anything good in a while. So that's why you're acting well, you like know, this. Well, in a world that celebrates crap, good is, you know, it's, it's like great. the old saying, yeah. in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. Oh, right? Yeah. So minority uh, report. Right, right, <laughs> right. So, uh, so let's get into some conspiracies. I mean, we did one on Stanley Kubrick and all that amazing stuff from his movies. And uh, I just loved it because I do believe he, like, we our guest was wonderful. He didn't necessarily believe in all that, but mm -hmm. I believe when you're someone that 
that uh, detail-oriented, everything means something. Right, right. Yes. He, that guy operated on a different plane. Like, I, I could easily see him being involved in some shit way, way bigger than the rest of us. Well, you know, there's a whole thing about, you know, the uh, Eyes Wide Shut was talking about the Rothschild sex parties. Oh, wow. And, and then the whole thing about... Uh, what the was Shining it? The is shi- giving, uh, talking about the Apollo missions, mm-hmm. like hoaxing the moon landing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Apollo thing was uh, that was supposed to have been him, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's craziness. I, that seems crazy, but then I'm like, nah, I could see it. You guys yeah. seen that documentary? It's called uh, Room. Uh, what is it, Aaron? Two fifty seven. Two thirty seven. Haven't. It's all about it. It breaks down because that's the number of the room in The Shining. So it like breaks down that. There's all this tie-in. It's pretty good. We'll have to check so you guys sent some stuff. Ryan has a couple tricks yeah, up his let's sleeve. Just, let's just go for it. Ryan's yeah, always like, I can't wait to blow your mind. There. I so, like your keyboard. I so why don't you, <laughs> Ryan, go because you have stuff you want to throw in. Do you want to lead us through it as we talk? Uh, let's start out. Let's see what you guys got. You guys what do you guys want to start with? Um, I think it's good uh, to start with something. Like some of these theories are like more like they're not conspiracy theories as much as they're sort of like a person with too much time on their hand and right. something well, that, I mean, right. they're, say, they're all that, right? I'm going to do this because I didn't have time. Right. It is very important on this podcast yes. that you guys come in open-minded yeah. to oh, no, completely, these completely. ideas because we've had people come in and be like, fuck conspiracies and then no, 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 no. <laughs> fire where i see them and they have a look in their eyes like they just walked in on a ghost making love to their mother and they're like "Ah." so uh, for warren it's very important no no i like i like all these theories it's just sort of like if you have a theory about a movie that someone wrote and then you go to that person and you say hey is this what what you were doing and they say no (laughs) you know it's kind of i don't believe you no it is interesting it (laughs) is interesting i I love the ferris bueller one Um, yeah that's an interesting one i I just think you look at it and you're like man logically you can you can raise some questions and the theory is that in the movie ferris bueller it's sort of almost like fight club before fight club and cameron is cameron and ferris and ferris is cameron's tyler durden from you know fight club in essence and it really makes a lot of sense. What one hundred percent? When yeah. you sit back and you think about that, great analogy. That's Fight Club before before Fight Club because it's a they're hanging out in threes, and you're like, what kind of guys is going to hang out while he's eating with this right, hot chick right. and the whole time? <laughs> yes. But at the same time, it makes sense because when you're trying to talk to a girl, in the back of your mind, you have a camera and that's like, dude, this isn't going to work. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Either you that or you, or you have to like fake some confidence yeah you have like a ryan and yeah. a sam on your shoulder ryan's like you know what she's spiritual lover sam's like knuckle dragger just get weird with her she wants it she needs it she's gonna be sad if she doesn't get it you know so yeah i could see that dude for sure and, and in fact you know i wish that really was the, like i really wish that was in the movie and that was the reveal yeah. like how dope would that be when, the, when the car goes through it, and then he turns around, and he looks, and they're not there, and he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> it right? is. It, it, looking back at this movie. Is that how can, it ends? Well, no. One of the big breaking yeah, points for that's Cameron, Cameron to finally accept the car, yeah. was the, the breaking through the glass. There's metaphorical to it, you know? And then, I mean, Ferris, who is this infallible, perfect character, like, he makes this improbable trip back home and gets there just in time. It all, like, you could see how this entire movie could be the imagining of of a guy like Cameron who's just like, I'm a fucking loser. Man, wouldn't it be awesome if I was this way, if I was always cool, if I was always comfortable? 
And you kind of wonder, like, man, I wonder if it, it was that in the writer's head somewhere, or is this completely unintentional? Right. Well, I think it's sort of like, I, I don't know, I, I meant to look it up right before we started, but how psychology works, you have your, your id, your ego, yeah, all that exactly. stuff. So it's just, it, 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 every movie, in a sense, is just like different parts of the same person. They say when you dream, you're all the characters, you know? And you, you picture them as other people, but they're all you. No, that's really interesting. And it's kind of like, we see this in real life, in almost in comedy, too, where it's like, uh, let's say like Andrew Dice Clay creates this character right. and that's kind of like, you know, the, his fight club. He has his yeah. regular guy that I don't know if he's ever was a meek dude. I don't think that was ever right. Andrew Dice Clay's whole thing, but he creates this persona yeah. that allows him to like say these vile things that yeah. everyone's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, and then he slowly he becomes this character. Right, yeah. right. Even, you know, Dane off stage. I remember first meeting Dane in Boston. And he was, um, I guess, starting to ascend. Yeah. And it was, I'll never forget, it was, it was, um, was, was it Bob? I think it was Bobby Kelly for sure. May have been Bill Burr or it may have been Patrice. So my, I think it was Patrice and Bobby. And I'm there talking to Dane, and Dane is like, he's the meekest one, you know? And he's like, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm, this is in Boston. He's like, I'm moving to New York. And, you know, and he's almost like apologizing. And, you know, Bobby Kelly's like, yeah, you'll be back, dude. You'll be back. And Dane <laughs> is just sort of like, and, and I, and I was sort of like thinking, like, those other two guys, super dynamic. I'm a young comic. I don't know anything. Go, what year was this? It's like uh, 94. And I'm like, that guy's super meek. And then, like, that day or that, later that night or maybe the next night, I saw him on stage. And I was like, fuck. Like, he destroyed. <laughs> and I was like, I don't even know if I met that dude. Oh, yeah. Like, people don't. It was crazy. People don't realize, like, the level of destruction yeah. that early Dane Cook had. And I, I'm talking, like, 2001 I mean right. so and you saw started, him even earlier yeah, that. in Boston he was a problem and then he came out here he was still a problem yeah 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 you know you always said something really funny it was like I remember you had to follow me and you were like yeah I call following Tripoli an education you know <laughs> you're about to get an education and I always thought about that and I'm always like oh man and I think about that all, like Joey Diaz Ron, uh, Ron White like these are educations and like yeah. Alonzo Bowden have to follow like Dan Cook all the time at these like right, at, right. at Dublin's like an edgy now like he's bulletproof like if you can follow Dane at the height of his power right bulletproof exactly dude. exactly and it's not about you know it's not about topping him it's just about weathering it and yeah surviving it, you know? the five minutes that <laughs> right, people right. and not like wilting like oh they don't like me but, <laughs> but yeah but Dane Dane himself told me a story which I always always thought was crazy at his height someone thought it was a good idea to have him open like you know for Paula Poundstone, right? So, <laughs> so Dane is Dane, and he's opening for Paula Poundstone. She's great, a yeah. legend, but you know, she's kind of up there doing her thing. NPR, and yeah, and say, and so Dane didn't. One's K Rock, one's NPR, yeah. <laughs> and Dane said he wasn't sure if he should kill or whatever. And then I guess someone told him just do what you do, and he just destroyed. And it was an education for him because I guess Paula went up, and he told me, he said it was like she put out a cigarette, like that's how easy it was. For her to follow him. Now, of course, they're there to see her. But still, you, you imagine Dane just crushing and then Paula Poundstone just going, all right, that was nice. Let's, uh, let's do what I do now. Yeah, you know, yeah. just, <laughs> no apologies. Just For sure. You know, dude. going for it. And so, yeah, that duality is in Ferris Bueller has that. For sure. And there seems dude. to be uh, when you I knew that you wanted to talk about that aspect. I kind of wanted to find a theme and the idea is illusion if you will and yeah. dream and what i was going to talk about is the idea of 
the most powerful thing in the universe is an idea. And from that, the movie Inception. So let me just go ahead and play this for you guys. What is the most resilient parasite? Bacteria? A virus? An intestinal worm? Uh, what Mr. Cobb is trying to say. An idea. Resilient, highly contagious. Once an idea has taken hold of the brain, it's almost impossible to eradicate. An idea that is fully formed, fully understood, that sticks. Right in there somewhere. You know what I mean? That's powerful. You know, as weird as that, I have this, um, I believe that's 100% true, but I also think if it's a toxic idea, you have to share it. Yes. Because if you don't share it, then it just festers. And if you share it with someone you trust, they can be like, oh, that's crazy, or here's why you're thinking that, or you don't really think that. This is just, but when, you, when you're afraid of the idea, you, you, you know what I mean? It's like a demon. You can't. You're not, you're not more powerful than the idea, you know? It's the power of uh, talk therapy, you know? That's why it's good to get things out, you know? Yeah. Well, because well, if you don't say it to anyone, you just keep saying it to yourself <laughs> right, over right. and over. <laughs> well, we find that uh, positive thinking, negative thinking, uh, and those are ideas, can definitely affect how, I mean, we, how you live your life, your quality of life. I mean, we talked about on the tour recently about, you know, the you know the plant, the water that I got talked to positively versus the water that got talked to negatively. The right. plants that get talked to positively versus the plants that don't get talked to. You know, you talked about the guy that was diagnosed with brain cancer, and two weeks later he's dead, and then they find out like he just had it was uh by, it was benign, benign. It was so it was never going to so kill him. It, but it never killed him. So literally, Whoa. he accepted his mortality, Jesus. and he turned the power of thought can kill you. That's crazy. And, you know, like I've had things where I've had to fake laugh just for like 80 yards or something and just fake laughing like for five minutes you, then you'll start real laughing yeah. what about you know? when, when we were growing up there were, legend, there were legends of comics who paid people to come laugh at their act and you're like I just think about how about just write funny jokes so you don't have to, <laughs> to pay anybody that seems like the long way I don't you know? know but it's just like it's contagious and how one table that's really loving an act yeah. can get the room on fire but also how one person oh. not enjoying yes. the show yes. can just spread Derail like everything, everything. Oh, yeah. because one person with their arms crossed they're daring everyone else to laugh yeah and you've seen that where like this person is actively not having fun right then the person next to them they feel like an asshole yeah like, i thought it, i thought it was funny but yeah <laughs> well you seem really unhappy maybe it's not that funny and then it you know, it absolutely and then spreads. You put, then you, and once you acknowledge something, it becomes real. Yeah. So yeah. when I acknowledge that this person isn't laughing, then it, it becomes a situation. Oh, and it just magnifies it so much, right. too. It's I, so I, it's so hard to fight the instinct to acknowledge when someone is, is that bad of an audience member. Right. But it's so easy to forget that not everybody – everybody else is looking at you, not at that one asshole. So when you shine a light on them, all of a sudden it's like the whole room tightens up. Like, oh, my God, was that – are your, we not doing this right? What's your take on that? Because I'm really good at ignoring that person. I want to so bad. I, I, I'm really good at ignoring them. We have this battle, me and that person. I'm like, everyone else is laughing. I'm going to get you to laugh or at least smile to admit that you're wrong and I'm right. But sometimes I get off stage and I feel like, even after a good set, I feel shitty. I feel defeated. I feel picked on. I feel bullied because <laughs> I didn't address it. Well, I, but I feel like a professional because I didn't address it. I feel like in LA, it's like, 
it, do you have time to address it, right? That's it just true. depends on how long your set is. I, I'll try to power through, but it's tough sometimes. I, I don't let them hijack it. I hijack them. Mm. I, it's almost like I grab them, I put a gun to their head, and we just do this act together. <laughs> <laughs> right? And we're just like, yeah, this is funny, right? And I bring them in, and I make them the joke, and now it's me and them versus everybody, and they're having fun, and I and I just make them the center of uh, uh, this butt of this joke. Right, right. And that's kind of how I deal with it. Now, Inception is such a mind fuck. I feel yes. like it is like modern Hollywood where like you'll drive down the street, there's nothing there. Next day, boom, it's an entire building has been built in right, like right. two fucking minutes, dude. And how like, you know, for me, like it's so interesting. Like I can c- control your dreams. Like I, especially as a child, I used to almost reverse it back. Like, okay, let's play that one over again. But now lately, sometimes, like, I'm just getting my ass kicked in my dreams. And I'm like, this is my dream. We're on a road trip just this past weekend. Uh-huh. And I wish I would have videotaped it. Sam was was moving his thumb as though he was scrolling. <laughs> and there was no phone in his hand. And then out of nowhere, he goes, no. And I'm like, Santa's getting into arguments on Twitter in his sleep, dude. That's fucked up. Oh, you think that's bad? You see me in the shower, dude. I am just, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking arguing in front of the Supreme Court, dude. That's how, that's how much I'm fucking. Ar- I wish I wasn't that way. It's just the armo in me, dude. That's crazy. When I was in school, I, I when I had speeches to do, mm-hmm. when I was in um, grad school, and I, I'd have to do a speech the next day, I would, I would dream the speech. Dream like the whole thing, yeah. yeah I do almost like a practice, and and I didn't, I didn't go to bed thinking oh, I should practice this in my sleep, but I would wake up and I'm like that was it, it wasn't even like a, a dream in a sense. It wasn't you know how dreams are really weird. It would just be me doing the speech, just straightforward, the like, whole speech. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And your own Napoleon Dynamite moment where you're in front of the whole auditorium doing your whole speech and right, all that right. stuff. Right. So as cool as Inception is, like visually yes. and the whole idea of ins- putting an idea. Here's the real conspiracy. Inception is the prequel to The Matrix. Do you know about this? No, oh, I haven't heard I only know the ring one. one. I didn't hear about this so one. So the reason why is because Cobbs, the guy they're trying to incept, mm-hmm. he, the two people they're working with, these guys are major CEOs of energy companies. Right. In order to get The Matrix online, you need to convert human beings into energy, like a 22% fuel source, oh, like yeah. how right. solar is trying to go with Tesla. So this is laying out the groundwork. So the fact that we can get into the brain is the first part. The technology turning us into batteries is – we haven't seen that part. Well, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that, that kind of holds together because Inception, like the whole second half of that movie is playing quite a bit with like what is real and what is his dream. So could you just be living – in a dream state, which is effectively, you could call the Matrix exactly that. My yeah. mind is completely blown. And <laughs> when Papa uh, model minds like champagne bottles. I don't know if it's in India or the one guy, because you know, that scene where he says, these guys are stuck in the, the dream. Yeah. And he goes, why don't you let them out? And he goes, well, for them, the dream is their reality. That's the Matrix, right? Exactly. Like, that's, oh, fuck, yeah. This movie, Inception is such a... Like I, it's one of those movies where I feel like I don't think even Christopher Nolan knows what the fuck it is. It's so hard to wrap your brain around the intricacies of that movie. That, like you said, there's there's the ring uh, conspiracy about whether that's white Leo people is movies. Awake Can I just or not. say that 
white people movies uh. is like comedy. It's like we just love to get over analytical and get so oh, fucking yeah. weird and no one can relate to it. <laughs> yeah. But then when I watch someone like Tony Rock and like his and I, 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 I and this is all love. It's like his ability to take something that we all kind of go through and right. just really get into the nooks of it, you know, right, right. is like what makes it amazing. I don't want to call it black comedy, but it's like what yeah, but makes Dane it. Dane does that too. That's, that's Dane's whole thing. Drill but I, down. I think like, yeah. like I watch like Earthquake. These guys are like masters, yeah. dude, of this ability to take this really simple thought. And Sebastian does it too. Yes. Yeah, but it's like, it's definitely like an urban comedy thing. Whereas like, you know, so many Quentin Tarantinos of comedy where it's like this over analytical, yeah. mo- almost like alt comedy thing where it's like <laughs> got to be so effing original that yes. it like doesn't even connect with anybody. I love, I love the comparison of Inception to alt comedy. You know, <laughs> it's just it, like it's, it's that, it's that movie. Like these nerds, are like it's the greatest thing ever. You're like nobody enjoyed that. Nobody enjoyed it. Yeah. Nobody related to it. <laughs> We're just sitting here digesting this like thing trying to figure out what's going through it when you just get to have some fun simple shit I wish someone would create an app that you could put Christopher Nolan movies through that would remove the wong (laughs) so it would be 45 minutes shorter what are the other movies he's done as as the buildings rise up and turn did he do Interstellar was that him Interstellar um, yeah I mean he, uh, he was Batman, uh, the Batman. Yeah, Batman. Batman. What's the um, one where everything's in backwards? Memento. Yeah, I've seen him explain Memento on a chalkboard, and still at the end of it, I was like, I don't know what the fuck that meant. Have you seen when they play it forwards? Or uh, they've done that they, where they actually play, they've uh, reversed edited it where it goes forwards. Yeah. So you see the movie? And they've also done, uh, he does it every now it's and then. It's actually an Easter egg on the uh, DVD. You can, there's a series of numbers you can press on Memento's DVD. It'll play it forward. How oh, sexy is Aaron's voice right now? <laughs> <laughs> it was slow Show you moment. Right. Show you right. <laughs> but, but yeah, so in Pulp Fiction too, um, Tarantino every now and then he releases the cut where it's in chronological order. Yeah. So it starts right, with right. Uh, Christopher Walken. Mm-hmm. That's great. If you guys ever get a chance, you definitely do but it. But then in that, in that in that order, you know, like um, John Travolta dies. Mm-hmm. I mean, he dies either way, but because it's out of order, you get to see him after he, after he got shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I like that because it's kind of sad when they get shot, but then you see him in the next scene with the shorts on and the diner, you go, oh, it's like he's still alive. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. He's okay, guys. Yeah. He's going to make it. And, and, um, but different people did the Matrix, so like... No, I thought it was all the Wachowski brothers. I was, at the, yeah. I was working at the Standard Valet-in mm-hmm. when the Wachowski brothers, and they were both the brothers at this time, yes. not the yeah. sisters, but they're the brothers, and they were... Uh, they would. They knew I love kung fu movies, so they give me daily updates on everything. And they're like, "Dude, this is gonna change the game. We're getting back. You know, we're getting back to martial arts movies." Yeah. And I'm like, I can't wait to see it. But I wasn't think. I was like, "Oh, these guys are just too eccentric." You know, he, uh, the one brother's wife was a uh, tarot card reader, psychic. Yeah. She she was like giving me all these psychic readings, right? And then when I went and saw the movie, I was like, oh, man, I I was talking to guys who changed the game. They did. They really did. So how'd they know you're into kung fu? Where, like, every time they pull up their car, you're just, like, air punching. (laughs) I was like, hey, this guy likes kung fu. Well, people would be like, oh, dude, those are the Wachowski brothers. And they, you know, uh, what was it, Two Days in the the Valley? Oh, yeah. What was their first movie? Oh, it's cool. No, the only thing they'd done before The Matrix was Bound. 
with Jennifer Tilly. Oh, I like that. Oh, movie. that was okay. So I was thinking the other the two days of the valley was Jennifer Tilly, but it was Bound, right? So yeah. they did Bound, and they're like, oh yeah, they're the thing. So I, I would just talk to them, you know, and they were just like, oh yeah, we're doing this movie called The Matrix, and I'm like, oh, it sounds cool. It's like blah blah blah. And then it came out. I was like, oh, oh my so god, dumb. yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. Of too many movies that blew my mind the way that movie Can I did. just tell you that I thought Doctor Strange was did the same thing to me that The Matrix did? Really? Like, when I watched it, I'm like, okay, we haven't seen anything like this. It was really interesting, yeah. It was like, oh, the graphics were... Like, I felt like these Marvel movies that are coming out is what people wait... They get the first guy who did King Kong, right? When he did King Kong, he goes, oh, that's... This is what he visualized, mm-hmm. like... One day being able to do right. it. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it was yeah. like the Acoma. Like, we finally got to this level where Definitely. it's like the CGI looks real. It, you know, it's so, everything is so seamless. There's no, there's no longer any kind of cap on imagination. It's well, like if you can think of it and write it down, it can be in a movie. And it's what do you, fucking amazing. Here's a conspiracy. What do you guys believe DC's problem is? <laughs> <laughs> I think DC's trying too hard to be so... They're, they're trying so hard to be gloomy. You guys ever seen their anime, their animation? I've seen some of it, yeah. They have some like R-rated ones. Where yeah. It's like bloody as fuck. And, and it's, it's awesome. And it's not bad, right? Yeah, they make I, really good animation. I, I think I, my, my beef with DC is that they're building this tone on their universe that's built, I think, off the Batman movies. But Batman tonally is such a different character for DC, so much darker than all of the other right, ones. Right, right. And I, I just think they, they took that too much into other franchises now, and it's like, just do what you did. Do what worked in the comic books. Do what helped you hang with Marvel in the first place, instead of trying to be this, like, gritty, everything's got to be so badass. Everything's gray. Yeah. Everything's and gray Too much DC dialogue. Movies. Yeah. It's Justice all League had down. too yeah. much oh dialogue. So it, many it's action porn, it's, dog. Yeah. See, DC should just give up on DC, and they should just do nothing but Valiant and Dark Horse, which I do believe they own, and yeah. that's like Constantine and Preacher, I believe. Was mm-hmm. a, so they should There's do nothing a but show. Yeah, I love Preacher. It's Dude, like the it's only thing I look watched. at the yeah, Batman movies that rock. How do they open with a giant action scene? Joker yeah. does something crazy. Boom, we're into it. This new one's like, oh man. God, we miss Superman. Yeah. They're trying to be so God. heady. Everything's yeah. got to be so heady. Because, you hey, know. guys, here's some coffee and some muffins. How do you feel about it, Aquaman? My feelings hurt. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like too much talk, man. Yeah. Get Absolutely. to the ass kicking. No question. I don't need to see congressional hearings yes. and all this bullshit. Like uh, Avengers, uh, what, what was the one we just did? Infinity War. Like yeah, They yeah. just get right into Dude, it. they it's open up on. with it's Thor happening. getting ass beating. Yes. It just DC try. They're trying so hard to be this intellectual, gritty Batman world, and it's just like nobody ah, wants just be fun. That. Be, let Superman be rock. fun and bright, well, yeah, and sunny. Because for that kind of movie, you're gonna go to the Lamley, and I call them. Uh, I think you know. I call them white people going to the lake movies. Yeah, <laughs> you know where white people go to the lake and they just figure some shit out. Nothing happens. Yeah, DC, you can't make that movie. Yeah. You have people with superpowers at your disposal. We need Fight. to see the superpowers. Fight. Yeah. yeah. Fight. Fight. <laughs> and since we are a conspiracy theory podcast, we're talking about the Matrix. We gotta play the most famous. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. 
remember. All I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Hmm. How many people take the blue? How many take the red? Yeah. <sighs> it's tough. And here's the thing. If, say, we were... Theoretically, if we're in a matrix right now, we don't right. know. Uh, we are. When did, it, when did it happen? I believe in simulation theory. <laughs> when did it happen? Okay, so you want to hear that? Ryan talks about it a lot. Uh-huh. Let's get into it. Ryan, your theory is? So there is an autocorrection sequence that scientists are discovering mm-hmm. at the very smallest, basically, gravitrons. So autocorrection sequences only exist in something that's a simulation. That's why in video games, you can go to the edge, and they can make the, in- the horizon go on for infinity. Mm-hmm. In the nature, pi is 3.14, but it goes, and that's the golden ratio. That's what makes a nautilus. So autocorrection sequences don't occur anywhere in nature. But these scientists that are way smarter than us are saying the more we study reality, the more it appears to be a simulation. (laughs) Because of uh, spirals? Because of uh, the golden ratio? What they're seeing is at the very basis of everything, this in the sequence of the way the gravitrons are moving through everything, mm-hmm. that there is an autocorrection sequence that should that does not that should not be anywhere, and it's an exact one. Like you said, when did it happen? I believe it's in a binary code that was invented in the forties. Uh-huh. So they're saying that perhaps we slipped into well, the, you the, know, the matrix if you 40s. listen, there's a that means the technology was that good in the forties that that we didn't know about theoretically there's also the theory that uh we are a playback by ai to figure out what what happened how they got to there and all this shit you know so so uh neil degrassi tyson which is the uh celebrity scientist of choice (laughs) he was holding a uh basically a panel and i forget the name of the scientist but the scientist said basically that his research, uh, that they had gone so deep into the particles of the universe, uh, they broke it down so small that they actually saw binary code. Mm. Ones wow. and zeros. Like in a microscope, you mean? Yeah, like it went so deep, they, they found binary code. And yeah. that wasn't a big deal. Everyone kind of moved. I mean, Neil deGrasse Tyson's yeah. like, that's pretty. Sounds like mind. a pretty big deal. And everyone's like, "Okay, next question." <laughs> DNA, DNA kind of looks like a yeah. Well, a I mean, UPC it does sim, kind of like all a, break down. Like, like your your you know your uh, UPC code, your barcode. Yeah. yeah, for sure, dude. It's uh, it's funny to me that that this is coming from bringing up the Matrix because the Matrix, like people had talked about uh, the whole theory of of everything being a simulation before that movie, but that movie made everybody think about it and made everybody realize like. It probably like how would I fucking know? How how could I possibly say that that's not possible? Well, for sure. Yeah. And then we kind of look back, and I mean, like you know, the whole joke is I've been talking about the simulation is broken when you know Kim Kardashian, a lady who faked a robbery in Paris for attention, goes to see reality star President Donald Trump yeah. to talk. Oh, that picture prison broke reform. my brain. You know, but, but, but Kanye didn't fake leave. He left a real concert that people had paid money to see. Oh yeah, well I saw him live. I, I love old Kanye. This yeah. guy just broken. Yeah, but yeah. you know, we've done shows on the moon before, and like the craziness of how the moon is such a unique satellite. It's like it really makes no sense. Like it's so big, it should not be stuck in our orbit. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about this. Yeah. There are butterflies that can beat gravity. There's a balloon 
that can beat gravity. You're like, well, it's it's uh, it's lighter than gravity, blah, blah, blah. It's lighter than air, all this shit. You could break it all down. All, two jets on a plane can beat gravity. But this gigantic thing <laughs> that is bigger than Pluto is stuck in our gravity. And it perfectly, it, it's the only... Tidal locked. Yeah, it's it's the only uh, what orbit that is perfectly symmetrical. Like yeah. it goes around. It never de- it never wobbles like everything else. It would just be a random thing. It and it all stays on the same. It stays in front. It never turns. No nothing. Yeah. So the whole the whole theory is that it is an energy. So like it basically is. The matrix, it takes our energy. It's an alien energy harvester. That's a, that's one of the things that goes on there. That's deep. And, and that's the thing about conspiracy theories is it's all homework. Like it's every time you hear a conspiracy theory, you have to run and do homework. And then you get more homework and then you get more homework. I love it, dude. You know that's what I mean? such a great point because most people want to dismiss shit because they – like what I we find in this show when we leave here and we go talk to regular people mm. is a discussion of it's basically propaganda versus conspiracy. It is. Yeah. I heard this on MSNBC and I didn't want to do any research because I trust these people. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to regurgitate what you're saying versus uh, to be honest with you, a lot of conspiracy theorists do a lot of research. They do a lot more than I do yeah. in in completely dismissing them. So yeah. it's like, you know, it's just really the truth of the whole. That's thing. That's a great point. And like when you guys had uh, talking Eddie talking about the chemtrails and controlling the weather and all of that, and um, you know, he had some proof. He had a CIA guy addressing, you know, talking about weather. You know, yeah. like. And, and, you know, obviously you could go, well, you can take anything and blow it up and blah, 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 blah. But I think, you know, where, you can't say where there's smoke, there's fire. But somehow that doesn't apply yeah. at all to conspiracy theories. Where yeah. there's smoke, there's fire. That's that's a really good point. I feel like that's how I generally feel about uh, conspiracy theories is like it wouldn't surprise me. There's so little now that would surprise me. I do firmly believe there is shit going on above our pay grade that we will never be aware of. Yeah. So, like, why not? Who am I to draw the line and say, like, now nah, that's where it's A it's, big thing with crazy. conspiracy theorists is that, and it is just, a, it, we don't forget. Like, we we keep score. It's like your buddy in sports who can yell any, give you any stat of any time. Right. What was Michael Jordan's uh, game uh, points per av- uh, game in uh, 1987? They're like blah 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 blah. That's conspiracy. They they keep a score. They're like yeah, the right. old baseball where it was like you know the guys go to the baseball game and they're doing it filling all in themselves. The, in right. The sheet, yeah. That's conspiracy theorists where most people just move on. And what happened yeah. in the past doesn't apply right now. Have you guys ever seen Waking Life? Have you ever heard of this film? No. Rich, I know you have, haven't you, Mr. Uh, Aaron? Yes. Richard Linklater. Uh, it came out in like the 90s. And this film is animated, but it is was filmed in high definition, and they basically animated on top of it. So it's a living film. This isn't... The whole idea is a bunch of vignettes about dreams, whether life's a dream and whatnot. And since we're talking about the conspiracies in general, everyone knows this name now, Alex Jones. Well, he was in this film because Richard Linklater is from Austin. Really? Yeah. And this right here, I'm going to play. It's only a minute. It, you know, you might think different of Alex, what you know now. This is what he's always spoken about, though. You can't fight City Hall. Death and taxes. Don't talk about politics or religion. This is all 
of enemy propaganda rolling across the picket line. Lay down, GI. Lay down, GI. We saw it all through the 20th century. And now in the 21st century, it's time to stand up and realize that we should not allow ourselves to be crammed into this rat maze. We should not submit to dehumanization. I don't know about you, but I'm concerned with what's happening in this world. I'm concerned with the structure. I'm concerned with the systems of control. Those that control my life and those that seek to control it even more. I want freedom. That's what I want. And that's what you should want. So basically, if you don't know that, that basically what that is, is uh, it is him driving a car through Austin on like uh, uh, amplifier. Yeah. And he's screaming this to the people on the streets. And now he has the president's ear. Yeah. That is, uh, I don't know. That's that's disconcerting to me to know that, like, all right, so so somebody like that starts in a car, yelling out the window, whatever. Yeah, like Sam. Is he early podcast? I, I question: <laughs> Is he? Uh, does he legitimately believe and feel those things? Or knowing where he ended up and the level he's reached, is it always just been kind of a ploy? I'd say that's knowing, a great question. It's a good that question. Is, that, there's always the talk, talk of whether he is what in the industry we call in our group the shills. Like yeah. uh, we often get called gay Jew shills constantly on the show. Are, for so. no, for <laughs> everybody is convinced he's my handler that he has shown up into my life to create this thing because he's CIA. Nobody, <laughs> I don't know where he lives. I don't know where he lives. <laughs> he's never seen my ID card. But show me your part. ID card right this now. This is the best part that Sam is so checked out that this is, it just makes the CIA's job that much easier. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So. <laughs> So the whole thing is like the the truth of the matter is is sometimes when you get really big there's a there's a invisible hand at work and there's a lot of talk about that within Alex Jones he uh pushes a certain narrative to me that makes me think that there is something going on there like if you're in the conspiracy theories right you don't yell about islamic jihadist because we realize that they're all on the payroll yeah. and that it's just part of the war machine to get scare us to think that these people want to blow us up right right when you find out that our taxpayer dollars are going to them to you know when the when when the US government got busted basically paying a british pr firm a half a billion dollars to make ISIS beheading videos. And like nobody talks about that shit. And you're like, oh, that's just the propaganda to create fear. So we're like, oh, take our money. uh, The the military complex, basically. It all keeps the machine running. Yeah. And we realize because we, you know, and it just a lot and it becomes all banker wars. So when I hear Alex Jones talk about Islamic jihadists, it makes me question how much of a conspiracy theorist yeah. he is. That's what I mean. It feels to me like it, 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 he's somebody who realized, oh, if I take this here, uh, I can reach this bigger audience, get more exposure, well, more. Well, and it's it maybe right, gotten to right. the level where it, it is just to stir up that pot. And you can also, you also, in essence, cut off other conspiracy theorists at the knees because you say some of what they're saying, and I'm not saying he's doing this, I don't know, but you, you say some of what they're saying sounds just true enough, but also you, dis- you distract and deter from their message with, and I think that's, the, I think people don't realize that, you know, the de- like the, in church, they say the devil knows the scripture too, right? Yeah. So yeah. Oh, somebody, that's great. That's a great line. Somebody can always give you a devil little bit of scripture. information, you know, like in Brooklyn, like someone, uh, I, I think this guy named Brooklyn Mike had a great joke. He had like, he said a base, what's the difference between a base head and a crackhead? And he said, a crackhead will steal your shit. 
a base that will steal your shit, but they'll help you look for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I get that, dude. I get that. That's so fucking interesting, dude. What I like about your guys' show, because there is other movie podcasts, is how you guys started out with, like, you take it just fun enough, because I have listened to those ones that are just way too in-depth, where I'm like, I don't even shut up. So <laughs> right. I think what you guys do on your podcast is like what we do on ours. We make it fun and interesting, so... Do we have yeah. any other conspiracies? Oh, yeah. Going right along with it, the idea of illusion and that free will is a choice, Minority Report. Oh, uh, yeah. Which I love that is movie. now coming to be true. And what, what tie in together, uh, Minority Report is a Philip K. Dick mm-hmm. uh, novel, the same way Waking Life, I believe, originally. Interesting. Well, it's very interesting about Minority Reports because it, it talked about, uh, well, I don't know what the exact phrase is. Pre crime. Pre crime, which is. The Precognitive Hannah, prediction. You and you can get mm-hmm. pregnant from pre-crime. Oh, pre-crime. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, well, we see that Israel's now using that. China. China. They're collecting data to go, what are the indicators of that you might cause problems mm-hmm. based on your social media That's, and what you post? And it's scary, it's terrifying. Dude. That's very – to start saying you can predict someone's behavior is is heinous. Like yeah. that – that's the most unfair – the notion of this movie, pre-crime, you are taken to jail before you've done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. And the entire theme is like, is that is that okay at all? Right. And then – I know we're going to get to the part about – maybe the part about the end, whether he's dreaming or not. In all this conversation, when you look at um, – I don't know who, like Quakers or the other guys, the Mennonites. Yep. Is that like, y- y- you know, kind of begs the question: Were they are they onto something? You know what I mean? Like, do you do you? It's like um, you know, um, Pandora's box or biting of the forbidden fruit. When you start down the road, is is at, at that moment do you seal your fate? You know, mm-hmm. like when you start with a computer, you start with a any technology, even the wheel. Do you seal your fate? And so. In essence, all we just is it all inevitable because we just are, you know, convenience is our thing and we're just going to keep getting more and more convenient. Like, I was with Sebastian in um, Dubai and he was in that hotel, the, uh, El, the giant El, one, El Burj, I think. He was staying there, so I went to hang out with Sebastian. I was staying at a different hotel and like you had a guy on the floor, you had your own guy. It was a seven star hotel. You he had I, your own guy. Like, seven? He was yours. Yeah, yeah. which is, well, which is, do you know that guy, uh, our friend banned from that country for oh. making fun of the seven? Like, right, right, Ahmed right. Ahmed made fun of the fact that there's like there's only five, five stars. stars. He goes, Ahmed seven Ahmed. stars. We know who made that up, right? <laughs> right? The fucking prince. And, like, he got thrown out of the country <laughs> for that. Yeah. And, and so, but what is seven stars? And I, I, I wrote a blog once about it, and I was like, I guess, like, at 14 stars, they strap you to a gurney, they yeah. feed you. Like, at yeah. some point, convenience means you just sit there. Like, literally don't yeah, get up. Yeah, the loss of free will. Full, full automation. Yeah, full automation. It's so, like where everything's headed. And, and, like, all these things kind of tap into that. So is the choice, like, can we draw the line somewhere? Like, you were talking about with conspiracy theories. Or do we have to go, all right, either we're all aboard and let this go where it, go, where, where it goes, or we have to start fires with our hand. Like, is that the choice? Well, I mean, like, that's a really great point because I believe that that, that can be applied to life. Yeah. How we see so many people take the first exit off the highway of life and they end up into these jobs that are just like the quick fix job that is a summer job. The next thing you know, it's a career. And they're right, like, how right. did I fucking end up here? Like, if you take a look at comedy, like, the, 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 like, 
23 years in the game, Doc, you know, and just like things are now cooking with gas. Is there anybody that would be crazy enough to stay in something for 23 years right. that it, then it starts paying off? Like, that, that's nuts. I mean, but that's that's what you're talking about, like starting fire with your hand. Like, it's just like sometimes you got to go through some really rough shit. And right. what we've done in this society is we've made it so being unpleasant uncomfortable angry sad almost a little depressed is this horrible thing that we can't be a part of and we have to do everything that we can to make sure that we don't feel anything the numbing out and it's what you're talking about like at what point does it stop at what point do we just lay on a gurney get (laughs) fuck get like pain kill painkillers thrown into us food turned into a battery tight little like some tight lady boy gives us (laughs) amazing hand jobs and we never ever (laughs) have to need like like that's where it's going it's always been where it's going I mean if you go as far back as as a writer like Philip K. Dick or you could go to fucking Wally like they're all predicting the Wally same horrible was great, shit dude. in the future. It's like there's no this is set in motion and there's kind of no going back. Pixar did Wally, yeah. Wally, right? I mean that to me is what art is meant to be, dude. Mm-hmm. It's like get them laughing, slip them the truth. Yes. I mean what an entertaining movie that lets you know, dude, you got to wake up or else it's going to get bad. Right, right. You and know? this this movie uh for me, I, like feels very, very within the realm of possibility. Like in the near future, the the whole pre crime thing is, is eerily possible. And I love, I love the uh, the conspiracy theories about this movie because this is one that I very much agree with. The whole idea that Tom Cruise's character is is in a dream mm-hmm. after they capture him, that the rest is a dream. I think it makes perfect sense. And uh, unlike a lot of the other ones, it's kind of easy to poke holes in. To me, I'm like, I don't know, I don't right. see any big flaws in that. It's a good one. And you said it before, but I might as well just play it now. In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. Now, we've heard that all before. In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is yeah, king. Yeah, about 30 minutes ago. Right? But that actually comes from the 4th century. The real quote is, in the street of the blind, the one-eyed man is called the guiding light. Mm. That's, and so that was the remix of it. Well, what's interesting? That was a puff daddy. Well, because the king is a little evil. The guiding light is helping you. Yeah. yeah. Well, me Not being that kings a, are evil. But me yeah. being a conspiracy theorist, a one-eyed, and what is light, guiding light, is like Lucifer. Oh it's shit! Illuminati. Illuminati. <laughs> so if you can, I if see. you if oh shit, yeah, that's my idea on it. Wow. So they're saying keep people blind, and you can. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, them. like, but, dude, look at keep people and keep their eye off the prize. I mean, yeah. like this whole thing going on. The That's media is growing. just like getting us fighting with each other, man. And we're more like than we are different. But you have right. these these astroturf people. We were just talked in the last episode. These blue check people you've never heard of with 450,000 followers on it. Right, and, right. like, they're just like, oh, we, we hate her. We This person's racist. This person hates – you know, it's like everybody's fighting with each other. We can't focus on that there's some puppets up here yes. making money off of all of us. And it's it feels – I don't know if this is just my own panic, but it feels it's accelerating it so much quicker right. than uh, at least uh, you know as a kid it didn't feel like 
the deterioration of the world was like right on the uh, we were like right on the cusp of it. And now I'm like, yeah, if this all ended in five years, I would buy that. Usually <laughs> I say it's not as bad as you think it is. But I mean, I've traveled. I, I was just traveling the country. I went home, saw my mom, did some. It's mm-hmm. getting really bad out there, dude. Like there are some parts of this country that are straight yeah. up third world, dude. Yeah. And as we fight, as you know, it's like I was on Jimmy Dore. I saw a great meme that said, uh, you know, the news is super rich people telling rich people to convince middle class people that poor people are the problem, yeah. you know, <laughs> right. and you really take a look at all that. And it's like, oh, that's exactly what's going on. Yeah. We could do an entire episode just on Philip K. Dick, like novels and films, because he was an amazing sci-fi writer, but mm-hmm. you probably know some of his movies. Uh, Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Total Recall. Yeah. These are all about like dystopian future. Um, Scanner also, Darkly also. Scanner Darkly is my, one of my favorite films of all time. Crazy film that kind of, I think, because of the is way it, it was Is it Dumber made. and Dumber good? <laughs> uh, listen, what is? Uh, I love that movie, but it's, it's very odd to me how much it kind of slipped under the radar, I think, because of how strange it looks. Yeah, that people it. just didn't get what it was supposed to be. And also, that's a fucked up story that's like all over the place and hard to follow. It has great Wynonna Ryder, Woody Harrelson, uh, Rob. Robert Downey Jr., yeah. Keanu Reeves. That's and a killer line, yeah, and man. It, it's really amazing visually, just the, the painstaking animation oh. over the... I uh, went to see it in Pasadena with my buddy uh, LaVon, who's... <laughs> never mind. He works for the government now. Anyways, but we, we now, went... is that a black guy? Is that Rude. a black no. gentleman? He's, he's actually one of... He's, one of your, he's the first Armenian I ever met. I was going to okay. say what department he worked for, but that I, I paused. We went on uh, Mushrooms. That movie, first time seeing it on Mushrooms... Oh geez, I like I was I didn't even, I was like was there animation or was that <laughs> was that in my yeah, head? Yeah, yeah it, it, well, because the whole movie is a drug trip and it, it feels like it, it. It's it's intense, but totally worth watching. I like it a lot. Yeah, but you know some of the things we're talking about with the media circus and everything. Those are the things that make me think we could not be in the Matrix only because we think of the Matrix. You think of like you know um, uh, Truman's World. You think of just making things seem cool. Everyone being happy, so like yeah. to insert that much strife into the matrix. Maybe that's I don't know. Maybe that what if I told distracted. you, dude? Yes. What if I told you that like every single movie uh-huh. ever made is like going on at one time? So when you sit there and you go, "Oh, this can't be assimilation because these groups are fighting with each other," but what if that's all part of the assimilation? What if those people, those right. Rothschilds, are in assimilation, and in that simulation, they're pulling that? And right, what if right. there are the sim- there's alien? I mean, like, I believe it could all go on. It sounds fucking nuts. Like, when you look at what's going on right now, it's literally like every single Arnold Schwarzenegger movie yeah. is going on at one fucking time. <laughs> what's interesting because I, I I always think like, in a sense of like if. We are the entertainment for some alien life form, right? And this is like we are their movie, or let's say we are their 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 sports league. Huh. You know, it's it's almost like at this point, the 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 disparity of income is so great that it's kind of like just the Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers in the finals every year, and it seems like they didn't want to shake it up. Just because they're like, well, like the poor people need a draft pick. You know what I mean? Otherwise, <laughs> they, they're just looking at. Do you the want to hear something crazy? Win. Yes. There's always this theory that the p- politics is so rigged that the only time a Democrat wins 
is when it's gotten so bad under Republican, they have to throw a Democrat in That's just fair. to have everybody calm down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, that makes perfect sense. I feel like... If you go back, that's kind of that's kind of how it feels. Okay, do we have time for one? Do you have one big one, or we? I think. If you have anything else, did you guys have anyone you want to talk about? Because we got to wrap it up. No, no, we're good. I I I think uh, there was one quick one that's probably the most fun, and and I just love it. And that's that Keanu Reeves is immortal. Oh yes, uh, is what is immortal? Yeah, there's that. There's like a fan theory that he's immortal, and that he looks like Charlemagne if you go back, and then he looks like some guy in the uh, some doctor from the 1800s. Really, and. that the only reason he's as charitable and wonderful as he is is because he's had so many lifetimes of experience, and he's like, I don't, I don't need money. I'm good. Only thing is, if he was immortal, which I totally hope is true, seems by like the way. he would have become a good, a really good actor at some point. Dude, you don't, you don't want to give anything away. You don't want to draw too much attention. You stay at the same level. I mean, you've been but acting for five centuries. You know, great <laughs> movies though. No, he is. He's. I mean, like I John Wick was. I uh, like you're like in the okay, right this, in the right role. He is the best. Exactly, but, but he should be John Wick, and he should be Neil. Yeah, he's he, great. In John he Wick. makes sense as those. No, characters. I love John Wick. I loved Aaron. What's your thoughts on John Wick? Are we gonna do it? I like it, but if Aaron, we're going, Aaron. don't be an idiot. A A Ron. Well, you better be sick, dead, or mute. A A Ron. You done messed up. A A Ron. You filthy animal. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> I like John Wick, but uh, if we're going Keanu, my movie's Point Break. Oh, right? I'll Another great it. one. Yeah, great one. Another great one. Guys, real quick, because we got to wrap up, tell them where they can find your podcast, your social media. Do you guys have any dates you want them to come see? Yeah, we are at uh, Movie Nightcast on Twitter and Instagram. We're uh, part of All Things Comedy as well. So uh, yeah. if you like this, give us a listen. Uh, and I am at TK Kelly Comedy, all that shit on the internet. Uh, I'm doing a tour of the Northeast uh, late June. So if you're in that area, Check out my site for dates. Yes, uh, DwaynePerkins.com. Um, June 15th, I'm at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood on a midnight show. Uh, June 7th, I don't know if that might be too soon, I'm at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach. 28th, 29th and 30th of June, I'll be at uh, Kung Fu Comedy Club in Shanghai. Oh, and yeah, my, uh, my website is DwaynePerkins.com. All right, dude. You are the best, man. You guys did great. You killed it. Ryan, thank you for everything. And since we were talking about dreams and I love the movie Waking Life, I'm going to leave you guys on a little something here. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> Let's try it again. It's, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be 10 for all had it. Mic drop. Well, let me put the mic back up. Let me drop it again. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Hey. Hey. You a dreamer? Yeah. I haven't seen too many of you around lately. Things have been tough lately for dreamers. They say dreaming's dead. No one does it anymore. It's not dead, it's just it's been forgotten. Removed from our language. Nobody teaches it so no one knows it exists. The dreamer's banished to obscurity. I'm trying to change all that, and I hope you are too. By dreaming every day. Dreaming with our hands and dreaming with our minds. Our planet is facing the greatest problems it's ever faced. Ever. So whatever you do, don't be bored. This is absolutely the most exciting time we could have possibly hoped to be alive. And things are just starting. <laughs>